the red dot tells me we're recording. Okay. Well, and then my worry is that we're going to get the best audio quality from this, but we'll see. Hopefully it'll be okay. In the role of this, is one of us like the informal host and the other one isn't? Yeah. Uh, maybe we could switch roles each time. Uh, I'm happy to be the host this time and to, to swap next time around. Um, so without further ado, hi and welcome to Double Bills. Um, this is Ludovico speaking and I'm here joined by my friend James. I mean, I'm saying here, but we're actually both speaking from our homes where we are confined by the coronavirus lockdown. Um, for those who are not familiar with the term double bill, uh, double bills or double features were a phenomenon in the film industry in which uh, theatre managers would programme two films for the price of one and they would play them back to back. It started out in the 30s, was widely used for almost two decades and then started its decline. Um, and by the 60s, it was only used by independent cinemas and drive-ins. Our duty of the podcast is to bring together and discuss each episode two movies that we think would make a great double deal. In the best scenario, the two film chosen won't simply share elements in terms of story, subject, themes and style, but it will also allow us to compare cinema across different times, cultures and artistic traditions. Did I sound pompous enough? So yeah, like we started talking about this because for me, I'm a big fan of watching films in double bills, but uh, I have a more just selfish tactile reason that some films I don't know if you necessarily even need to find a overt connection to, but they just, they work well next to one another. I think that's for me often what's quite fun about the idea of watching films in partnership is that sometimes if you watch something pretty depressing, you want a comedy and sometimes after a comedy, you might want something with a bit more, you know, weight. I think that's what's quite fun about this idea is that hopefully just by talking about it with you, we can explore them a bit, share our enthusiasm for film, I think. Of course, and uh, actually something else that is worth uh, saying to introduce ourselves better is that James and I are both graduates from the National Film Television School where we both started producing. So by being aspiring producers, I guess we may have a certain way to look at things, but uh, we'll always try to examine these films as filmmakers from as many angles as possible. And I guess the one thing that we don't want to do and will never try to do is to be too academic about this uh, because we think that drug people are better equipped at doing that than us. Um, I mean, there's people who are better equipped, but almost everything. Okay. Everything. <laughs> there's nothing that you know. That there's like, nothing we're better equipped at. But uh, I'll go on and introduce uh, the films now. So uh, the two films uh, that we're going to talk about are uh, Zodiac and Memories of Murder. Memories of Murder is a Korean film from 2003, directed by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, who recently uh, won the Oscar for Best Directing and Best Screenplay for and Best Picture for Parasite. Um, Memories of Murder was Bong Joon-ho's second feature, uh, and it is a crime thriller set in 1986 um, rural South Korea. So the story, in a nutshell, is that uh, when a small town is uh, shot by two brutal murders and the local police is unable to conduct a serious investigation, a young policeman from Seoul, uh, played by Kim Sung-kyung, uh, 
by the way, everyone who speaks Korean will forgive me for how I'm butchering uh, the names. But yeah, a young policeman from Seoul is sent to help the two local incompetent detectives, Song Kang-ho and Kim Roy-ha, to investigate on these murders. When a third body is found and a pattern emerges, uh, they realise to be dealing with uh, a serial killer. The film is inspired by a real case that happened in Korea between 1986 and 1991. There were 10 confirmed victims in total, but the killer was not found until 2019. Uh, Memories of Murder was a great success, uh, being both critically acclaimed and a box office hit in Korea. Um, In the last year, it has become widely popular also in the West, thanks to Bong Joon-ho's popularity through movies like Snowpiercer and Okja and uh, Parasite, of course. The second film is Zodiac, which perhaps needs less introduction to the wider audience, and it's an American uh, crime thriller from 2007, directed by David Fincher and written by James Vanderbilt. Uh, It's set in San Francisco in the 60s and the 70s, and it's the story of a cartoonist played by Jake Gyllenhaal, who becomes obsessed investigating uh, the Zodiac Killer, who was an unidentified serial killer who terrified Northern California, killing something in between 5 and 37 people in the 60s and the 70s. Famously, the killer was never found, and the case remains open still today. Um, Zodiac received uh, great critical acclaim at the time, but it was uh, neither a box office hit nor an award styling. Over the year, however, it has become a real cult, and it's now widely considered not only one of David Fincher's best films, but also one of the most accomplished and influential movies uh, in the genre. The only reason that I kind of made Bong Joon-ho's name in the Zodiac was kind of like, you know, David Fincher was already, you know, he'd done Fight Club, he'd done Seven, he'd been sort of one of the defining directors of sort of that wave of American filmmakers in the 90s, so he didn't really need the introduction to make Zodiac, which was itself like a huge case. I think... Looking at the two films side by side, I think they're very similar and they're very different. I think uh, the personalities of David Fincher and the personalities of Wong Jun ho couldn't be more evident in their differences. What I find interesting about it, I also think it is really important, I think, almost to start with the fact that um, Zodiac existed in a world where memories of murder existed. And I think there's lots of areas where Zodiac, just by sometimes being a much longer film, um, is addressing things and gr- area ground that Bong Joon-ho is sort of touching on, engaging with in Memories of Murder. And I think you have to, this is, I don't, we're not always going to try and be qualitative, even though I think we're later on going to do some categories that quite literally are qualitative. But I think it's important to say that Bong Joon-ho's film was addressing deficiencies and the problems of serial killer films and sort of bringing it up for the first time. And so, yes, it's interesting to see that, you know, Zodiac has taken that, maybe taken it further in certain places. But yeah. I think I really was struck by how, 
I almost felt like when I was watching Zodiac, you're watching someone doing a remix of Memories of Murder, but kind of trying to go even deeper, if that makes sense. So trying to explain the same, the same material. I, I felt that it's interesting that these two movies are so similar, came at two different, very different stages of the director's careers, actually. I feel um, like not just that they came at very different stages of each other's careers. I think, um, I think you're totally right when you're saying, I think the thing that, you know, I think the thing about, Zodiac that I find somewhat frustrating I guess as a film and I'll talk I enjoy Zodiac but I don't love Zodiac and I think it's going to be a thing that makes me fall afoul of some people in film Twitter because I think the thing that's <laughs> the problem with the film sometimes is that it's almost the film lovers film snobs oh of course this is the Fincher masterpiece or this and that but I think yeah, the unsaid <laughs> thing there is that um he, David Fincher directed Seven, and I think Seven is quite probably one of the defining films of the 90s, not just in serial killer films, but kind of in that it had a gothic language and it sort of, how many things after Seven were serial killer form, oh, this man, there's, there was Messiah, a British TV series where a serial killer was killing people in the way of the apostles. You know, yeah. everyone was trying to find the way in which someone was being killed and never more creative than of biblical gothic yeah. ways. But Seven kind of was the originator, originator of that and did it exceptionally well but I think what's important to see about Memories of Murder and I think that sort of then leads on to Zodiac in a minute is that Memories of Murder I think is addressing the problems of films like Seven and that Seven does all these things to glamorize the action glamorize all these things and really ham up various elements and then it's on the ending of it is on that you know this again things talked about with serial killer films but it hasn't almost deliberately, I find, unsatisfying ending, or it tries to make the ending as resolved as possible. But what Memories of Murder, I think, does very skillfully is address all of those problems, and then David Fincher weirdly clearly watches Memories of Murder and goes, okay, I'm going to take that, and then almost reflexively address the things I did in Seven in Zodiac. One of the things I really love about Memories of Murder is that everyone's kind of bad at their job. There's one policeman from the city who can't fight save his life and the local policemen have no understanding of what they're doing and they make all the wrong decisions and it's just an absolute just clusterfuck really and from there becomes a lot of pathos because they all seem very human whereas i think the thing in zodiac is there is still an element of like american exceptionalism with the people involved there is a love of the time like yeah. paul avery is the great crime journalist there's I was saying the Mark Ruffalo character again, um, who's also the inspiration um, of Bullet and Dirty Tosky. Yeah. Yeah. So he inspired yeah. Bullet and Dirty Harry. So it's clearly this thing of like, we're good, we're the best. Whereas I think what I liked about Memories of Murder is that they're all just people trying to do their job and they're faced with something they never thought they'd ever have to do. As I see them as films, I think I find I have every I've seen Memories of Murder now three or four times, and I've seen Fincher three um Zodiac, sorry, three times. And, each time I finish Zodiac, I'm very impressed. I go, that's an achievement. That's like, you know, watching someone do something very, 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 very well. Uh, but I don't have the same emotional reaction as I get at the end of Memories of Murder. And I don't have the feeling of just this sort of great sense of loss. Because I think the big, biggest difference, and we can talk about this later, but I think at the end of the day, Memories of Murder is about the obsession of the policeman but it really foregrounds the effect on the victims. Memories of Murder makes a joke 
in a good way, I think, of, you know, all the police, male policemen don't listen to the female policeman who's telling them the answer beneath their eyes mm. and repeatedly is showing that the genre, genre is male skewed and all these things. The one aspect I definitely agree on is how much in uh, Memories of Murder the victims uh, are in the foreground. You feel sympathy for the victims, you feel sorry for them. They are real characters in, in the film, whereas that's... Definitely not true in Zodiac, although, you know, you, you do see most of the murders that are quite brutal and they're quite disturbing. Uh, there is something in the way they're being filmed and the way they're being shown to you where I didn't feel that my sympathy for the victim was what was important at the moment because my, rather than having an emotional reaction, I was having a more a kind of cerebral reaction and trying to understand what is going on. Who's this guy who... Why is he doing that? Uh, is it the same guy who, who did the other thing? That's, you know, the point of view is different. But I think it's also the personalities of the two directors to a certain extent, you know. I think Zodiac, when you look at every sequence, it's like stunningly well composed, really well edited. It's just like a beautifully made thing, Zodiac. Like, so well done. But what I love about Memories of Murder is you'll look at a whole scene and Bong Joon-ho will cover it in two setups. Just two but they'll be, he'll tie it together with some use of wit or comedy or some other thing that kind of takes me away. It, 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 I think his use of levity is really important. For example, one of my favorite sequences is the scene where they're in the karaoke bar and um, Song Kang-ho is sort of singing away and he's like, oh, singing away. And it's just long track shot following him down. And he goes to see, you know, um, the... Kim, yeah, the comment of his surname, but Kim, who the actually who plays the second policeman. And then he goes, the camera pans back, tracks back with him. And then there's another seat, then gets cut to a second shot, which is just a track forward and a track back, which is the one where they fight and the police commissioner is sick. And he had to have been, the actor had to have had fake sick in his mouth for a minute the whole way through that scene. But it's so perfectly blocked and it's so funny in the way they go about it. It kind of all works. Whereas I think in Zodiac, I don't, there's, I'm trying to think of a scene that charms me in Zodiac to the same extent, or a scene where I go, oh, wow, that was just something I remember just really clearly. But the whole of Zodiac is just so bloody well made. You can't, this isn't a criticism of it, it's just, I guess, a personal preference and a fondness of one. Um, so I'm not going to try, I'm not trying, I think I've been unfair trying to express one in preferential terms to the other, I guess. One is just, a style and form that I'm more affectionate towards. What I really like about Zodiac, the reason why I would say that it's my favorite film by, by Fincher, is how you know how you can tell like basically a serial killer story through you know what you would call a, a you know a newspaper movie, right? Like like called The President's Man or Deadline USA or you know more recently Spotlight. But you know in that kind of tradition, this film was inspired by all the President's Man and that David was it David Shire with the name of the composer. And yeah, David Child was the composer of the music on uh, All the Presidents Men and did the music for Zodiac. So, oh, you know, wow. he did try and take what yeah. he could to bring it literally forward. But you're right. And I think you've touched on another thing I wanted to address, which is I think one of the most interesting things about Zodiac is the way it attacks the material. I think he uses a different language entirely to what's normal. He goes through the language of journalism. He goes through the language of journalism in that time in America. And to be quite honest with you, there is a romance to the language of that journalism that exists. There is a romance to that kind of, you know, Woodward and Bernstein sitting and going and doing that kind of investigation. So he, again, he, that's his sort of way in. Because I think it's something that's 
clearly romanticized in American culture, is as interested in the cultural effect of Zodiac as Zodiac itself. Once the mystery about it is kind of, you know, gone because you've seen it four or five times, what stays with you is how incredibly talented uh, Fincher is at making what basically is very procedural talks about handwriting incredibly entertaining. I'm very nerdy, so maybe I would find it entertaining anyway. But like, the thing is, it's incredibly entertaining to hear people discussing about this person clearly writes is K in a different way. And you're like, well, that's the most boring thing on earth. And it's not. Watching Zodiac now, I think, you know, this feels like Mindhunter A. He just yeah. did, he, sort of, he did his test run with this and he's like, oh, okay, yeah. I really want to keep doing so much of it he's just reused in Mindhunter like the lot, interrogation yeah. set up when Lee Allen sits down and is interrogated by them that essentially that scene with all of them there is just repeated yeah. with a different drone out above the sequence in every Mindhunter thing but it's just kind of I don't know I sometimes find myself looking for the heart in Fincher films or I find myself looking for that kind of uh, sincere sincerity. Sincerity is the wrong word, but you know, there's a famous line he used in this film, which is once you've done like the 60th take with Jake Gyllenhaal, you beat the earnestness out of him. And that's so true. Because <laughs> there's any element of sort of earnest, sort of humanity sometimes I find he just tries to get out of his characters as much as possible. And I think that's why he works well for this kind of material, because he can attack it in a really interesting way. But um, I think the character of, um, the Jake Gyllenhaal character, I do think in Zodiac is the closest any character has probably ever come to being him on screen. I think the Robert Graysmith character is mm. very much how David Fincher sees himself in film. Mm. I don't think there's never been a closer analogue, actually, because it is that element of, from the sideline, building well, something and building him, something. But... Well... No, no, we should. Yeah. Of all of all the acting, so if the actors in it, well, who is there any particular standouts? Because the the cast list of Zodiac is like crazy intimidating. It's it's an ensemble piece, and I tend to to really enjoy ensemble pieces. But um, uh, although you have some really big stars in it, like he's so good at preventing uh, any particular face or any particular actor to kind of like stand out with respect to you, everyone is exceptionally good. And, you know, in any other case, I would find distracting to have Robert Downey Jr. playing Paul Avery in a kind of supporting role. Yeah, my favorite element of Zodiac is Anthony Edwards and his characterization. I think he's fabulous because he's so solid. And I think it's a really hard, I think his role is actually one of the hardest roles to play in Zodiac because he's creating a lane for other characters to go off and be weird or he's letting Robert Downey Jr. be witty by being solid in his scene. He's letting Mark Ruffalo be a bit more charismatic by being a bit less charismatic. But he, when he's needed to in the film, is utterly convincing, utterly holds, is he sort of the absolute glue of the scenes he's in. And I think that's when I came away from it. I was yeah, like, oh, wow, I'd love to make a film with Anthony Edwards because you can see a really selfless performer working there that makes yeah. everyone else better. And I think what's interesting to me about Song Kang-ho's performance in Memories of Murder, he is even bigger in South Korean cinema than Robert Downey Jr. is to Hollywood. He's now huge, you know, had the biggest, one of yeah. the biggest years ever with Parasite. You just see him in this role as his policeman. And I think that's, again, a skill to him and a testament to his performance.
again, you look at those two characters, look at him and the Paul Avery character by Robert Downey Jr. It reveals everything about the two filmmakers and the way they see things and that Paul Avery's great at his job. Like he clearly was in the real world. He clearly did a lot of really good work and this is really foreground. The Mark Ruffalo character, a much celebrated, you know, San Francisco policeman and the Anthony Edwards character, I think they're so, they, or the filmmaker revels in the fact in Memories of Murder that the police were bad at their jobs, that they didn't know what they were doing. They were learning on the job. And I think the strength of it becomes that I find Memories of Murder becomes almost like a parable for career mm. as a country. And I think that's what Zodiac is trying to make everything be, that the Zodiac Killer was a celebrity one-off or all these strange things. This operates in this strange world around the edges of ours, but kind of within exceptionalism but because in memories of murder everyone is a normal person everyone's trying their best we're in front in the face of something really they don't understand it becomes far more allegorical for career as a country trying to change i think there's a deep cultural difference between the two films and i think That's well, interesting. one of the main differences as you pointed out earlier is irony uh there is no irony in zodiac no none and you know there's loads of humor in memories of murder the way Memories of Murder looks at this story is, yeah, everyone is incredibly flawed. They can't even do the test on the DNA. They need to send them to, you know, to the US to get the results. Like, it's quite open about, you know, we're not really equipped to do this. We, we kind of fell into it and we have to deal with it. But make no mistake, we're not the heroes. We're, 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 that's, not, that's not who we are. Um, Whereas in a way, Zodiac is like, yes, you know, these people are incredibly good at doing what they do. You know, this is the best policeman. This is the best journalist. And yet they, they can't see, you know, the truth is lying under their eye and they can't see it. The one who comes to solve the whole thing is... The artist. The nerdy artist who draws comics for San Francisco Chronicle. And, and in, in a way like... That's probably why your idea that, that Robert Graysmith's character is, is, is the closest character to Pincher that there has been in any of his films. Well, look, if you look at it a step, there's a step further step to that. And I think one of the interesting, you know, there's a moment I do think where Dave Pincher in his film basically says, I have seen memories of murder and this is how I've seen it. And this is my next step. And I think it's as clear a remix moment you get in a film almost ever. And it's the ending. In the ending of Memories of Murder, there's this very emotional scene where the song character, 15, how many years on, 10 years on, he's got a family, he's married the woman from earlier in the story, um, he's moved on, goes to the drain pipe, looks in the drain, and a young girl says that she saw another man there, and he questions her about it. She says she doesn't remember. He had, no, he had a normal face. Anyway, and then Immediately afterwards, he turns and looks straight at the camera. Yeah. And the whole film has been play plays with perspective the whole time, and you see things from the perspective of the killer frequently in Memories of Murder and things only the killer can have known in a way that you don't in Zodiac. In Zodiac, it's all very reconstructed from survivors' accounts. Yeah. Um, and Bong Joon-ho says that this final moment in the film was meant to be that he thought that the killer would probably end up watching this Watch film. He'd be film. in a cinema. Yeah. And it'd be a moment where the killer would see him and it was Bong Joon-ho saying, I see you, I identify you, I see you for how basically little you are, or, you know, I see you for what you are. And it's this very telling, very emotional shot. And then at the end of Zodiac, the Graysmith character goes to the hardware shop where Lee Allen 
is yeah. looks at him and looks at him looks yes. back and yeah. gives him this he even says earlier sorry i just want to look at him like yeah. says, sorry i want to look at him and it's like and then he does it and then he leaves and then there's the, the, the survivor comes and picks him out of the lineup i leave zodiac going god what a strange thing that happened I leave memories of murder thinking, wow, there was a time and place where kind of innocence change changed to a different kind of sensibility and maturation. It's a taste-based thing as to which one prefers. But I think that's one of the things I really admire about Memories of Murder. And I do think it's my favorite film of Bong Joon-ho's because it does sort of achieve within a procedural something really special. Like the idea that human beings, and also that human beings are capable of change in a really, I guess, positive way. Whereas, I don't know, the world of Zodiac is so cold and so, what what does it offer me that I'll die? I'm going to be kicked off the force. I'm going to become a drunk. I'm going to follow my obsession, my mania to this logical extent where like I drive everyone away from me. It's sort of a very old fashioned in a way, filmmaking thought, you know, it's the same thought in the red shoes or that one must be consumed by one's passion. It clearly is an obsessive film. Um... And it, 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 again, I think it shows two different personalities. I think uh, Bong Joon-ho is much more interested in the human side of these. Yeah, Bong Joon-ho is a humanist. You look at the, yeah. you look at the host. You look at um, Snowpiercer. All his films are about trying to find the humanity. Like the host is a genius film in the sense of trying to bring some more humanity yeah. and humor to a monster movie. I think that's what he's so so good at. Um, and I would say my difference between the two films is I think Zodiac's a probably more ambitious film, but I think Memories of Murder is a more perfect film. I think simple things such as the way you have the policeman who beats the victims using a muffled shoe as the tool yeah. which he does it, and even the way he kicks people doing that flying kick that you see a few times and he even misses once. Uh, and then he has to have the leg amputated because a student hits him in the leg. In each scene, I feel like when I watch it, there's a thing they're addressing from other serial killer films or other, or even Korean history, where the female police officer is sort of saying the thing about the radio in show and she's uniformly ignored. And again, it, it, it does it with humor, but it does it very clearly. And, and this is the thing Bong Joon-ho is great at. He's, I think, a master of plot. I think he really has nailed down the craft of how to plot something. And because it's so well plotted, everything links back together so smoothly. But there's also sequences in it that are so much fun that I feel like, again, Zodiac, you don't have a chase scene in Zodiac. A guy goes to masturbate, and there's like a whole subplot where a guy goes to have a masturbate, masturbate some way yeah. through it. It's funny, it's weird, the two policemen are stalking out the same area. It's honestly, it's a farce. It's that's the thing I guess I've been trying to say for a lot of Bongo. There is farce within a lot of it, but it's dressed within a procedural and the two of them working together allow me to engage with the satire and the wit of it in a way that, you know, Stanley Kubrick does in, uh, you know, Dr. Strangelove and the great, some of the great filmmakers use that irony and wit to make me, and I guess I really love that because I do feel you get mm -hmm. that kind of deep emotional response from that. One of the things I find quite off-putting about Zodiac, a scene I've never been able to get my head around, uh, but every time I watch it, I finish it being like, oh, I know it's meant to be unpleasant, but I don't know. It might be crossing a line for me is when the couple is by the lake and the Zodiac has the gun on them and then he stabs them. The way it's executed when she is killed is tough. And it's, it's, it's a very tough scene. Yeah. I find the way it happens, the stabbing, 
the into there's a something about it that I find very difficult. Whereas I think it's interesting in Memories of Murder, you don't see the act of murder in the same way. That's always shielded. I agree. Uh, actually, you know, when you were saying you felt uncomfortable about uh, the way uh, about the execution of, of of that murder scene, which is something I agree. I mean, I, I rewatched it recently, and I have to say that scene is very. Of all scenes, of all murders that you see on on in Zodiac, that's the one that still makes me a bit uncomfortable. Um, uh, it would be interesting maybe to talk about what would be the politics and the challenges, let's say, of making these same films today. One hundred percent. I think that's the thing about how you would handle that. I that, think that's, that's something that's very interesting. I think. I couldn't agree. I agree with you totally. And I think that's like a Mindhunter. When Mindhunter's at its best, Mindhunter is essentially addressing exactly this problem. I think the biggest issue is this, is that uncomfortable nature of victim and perpetrator. Frankly, the clear association typically in these films of gender with those roles. Yeah. How in that scene, there is a violation occurring that seems beyond just the act of murder and the way he goes about it, especially through the use of sound design. I mean, the sound design, it's one of those things, again, it's so well considered. He's such a considered filmmaker and that work is so good. He's clearly going for a very shocking effect. It's what he wants. There is there is a, a, something interesting about that scene, which, you know, in, uh, I felt uncomfortable about it, but in a way, like, what I'm thinking that scene is trying to show is like, it's kind of like demystifying it. These two people are approached by Zodiac, okay? And for a moment, you're like, is this really happening? Like, this is not really happening. This, this, is, this is something, there's something else going on here. And they don't believe that something is happening. They think, oh, this guy's just trying to rob us. You know, they're, they're bargaining. They're saying, oh, you know, I, uh, write your check. Like, they are in denial about what, what's happening. I agree with you, but... I disagree in that he's showing that, but they're wearing yellow clothes in a field of yellow by a blue lake. It's like, so the production design is so considered. He's not going with like a cinema verite, like natural no. showing of the killing. He's going in a very, like, look, it's, it's mid, it's a very like top down mid and there's the wides and it's so considered. Yeah. And it's so, it, if you played it, if you play it without the film that comes before, doesn't it feels very heightened and it feels very unreal because he conditions you the whole way through his films to accept the aesthetic as real i don't know about the, the politics of it i do think there's an element of voyeurism about it yeah it's, it's morally ambiguous i i i that's true voyeurism in film is sort of it is the what it is one of if not the great thing to talk about in terms of Great not isn't good, but it's one of the great threads that go, underpins film and is seen through lots of films. Mm. And I think it's hard to be voyeuristic on a fully formed character. Like Rear Window is like a man who's voyeuristic because he's looking at strangers. The moment you take that and you actually know the people and you construct them as fully 3D characters who you feel for and your empathy is with them, it doesn't seem so voyeuristic. And I think... That is one of the bigger differences in Memories of Murder. The way it's shot, the foregrounding of the bodies, the foregrounding of these women, is that there's a lot more empathy towards them. So I don't really yeah. leave it feeling that I felt there was a violation occurring because I feel you could see the sympathy mm -hmm. of the film was with them. 
Sorry, my rant is over on voyeurism. No, it, it's a very difficult subject. It's a very tricky subject. That, I think, is the only moment, I'm not saying he's crossing a line, but he's, he's getting very close to that line. And it's kind of probably a personal taste whether he crosses it or not, but we get into a, a grey area. Um, and I think we do because of, of the way he approaches the film from the start, which is like kind of stylized almost objective which of course is not objective but you know we because it's so so meticulous and so perfectly crafted and you 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 get to believe that whereas i think memories of murder doesn't have that ambition from the start it's a more humane and more humanistic and more sympathetic film as long as you're being honest and genuine in your sympathy you haven't put yourself in, in a place where you, you, you're risking to cross the line every time you move, basically, I think. Uh, I really want to talk to you about the production design of Zodiac a lot. I don't know. He, it's a beautiful film. It really is. It's really well constructed. Characters fit in and are designed to really fit in their environments. One of my annoyances with David Fincher and this aesthetic, which I think he starts here, he perfects later in the social network and he takes forward to go with the dragon tattoo and he's still using it to some degree now with these like wide lenses and with underlighting, frequent bloody underlighting is every other director has just copied it. The amount of mood books, which are just like essentially Fincher porn, which is, oh, I want everything underlit and I want that kind of like wide angle track. It's his aesthetic now. And every show that copies House of Cards, you turn the show on and you begin and you, my heart just sinks. Fincher style, that kind of cinematography, that kind of lighting, that kind of design, that kind of editing and soundscape, uh, which are so actually personal to Fincher, like that's something that he kind of invented in a way, has been adopted by everyone. And uh, not everyone is me. as good as he is at doing it. I mean, if you're going to use this in, this aesthetic and this vibe for interrogations, cool, do it for serial killer interrogations. But when you watch shows that have nothing to do with anything like this and they're just trying to be a bit cold or have an element of coolness to the way they're made, to just copy this aesthetic is really frustrating. I, I whereas, couldn't agree more. Whereas Bong Joon-ho, I think what's interesting is I don't know who could even try to copy what he's doing. And this is a thing that I think could be seen as a failing of memories of murder. It is, if anything, even more staged than Zodiac. The blocking is so insanely good. I think mm -hmm. the way the actors say blocking, if you um, don't work in film, TV or theatre, is where the actors are oh, made yeah. to stand on a stage. Um, so, for example, in a stage, you'll be blocked so the actors know where their spots are, so they hit the lights in the correct space, and the same is true of film, mm. except with cameras. But Bong Joon-ho is amazing at it. But it's, uh, if you don't like that, and I think some people aren't partial to that kind of blocky movement heavy and staged vision of film this film will not maybe be for you so much but there are some scenes where the characters all had their heads come in beautifully in sync at the right time or the interrogation scene and it's not like there's one aesthetic that he's using to treat it it's always being done in different ways and what's interesting about it is his economy of setups is really interesting and i remember when we watched it together the amount of times like, we'd look at it and we go, that scene was one setup, that scene was two setups. And he clearly didn't have, like, Zodiac is a film where they spent, oh, I don't know how much money, upwards of 40. Million, that's yeah, okay. So $65 million <laughs> to make that movie. So they had the time and energy to get the setups they wanted. And famously, Fincher wanted thousands of setups or however many. Yeah. You look at Memories of Murder, there is a film that's been done on a budget and 
he is probably doing it against time. He's got a certain level of resources and he is going, you can see where he's focusing his resources in the chase scene, in the scenes with the big crowds. And even there, he's doing it in one good setup. And I would say for, you know, as a young filmmaker and a young producer, it's a real thing to look at and study and admire. Like I look at Zodiac and I admire Zodiac as to me, like, wow, what happens if one day I get given a lot of money to make a film? Like, I can do a lot. (laughs) But with Memories of Murder, how to make a great film with low money or less money. You can study that film and watch it 10 times and you will learn 10 different things. But yeah, so so let's do this category by category. Okay, so performances wise is there one performance from both films that you're really like oh i love that performance i mean i won't go for the obvious one song kang ho in in memories of murder is is, is incredible i'm sure everyone will pick that so i'll go for something a bit more elias cotis in zodiac he's great he's very he's good. always great he's all that's the thing he's, he's an actor i really love he's always great in everything he does is not as much as he should be in leading roles. Yeah, exactly. But, I can't agree with you more. But every time he's in a film, he brings so much to everything he does. I'm thinking of like the Thin Red Line, Crash, I love, yes. uh, Exotica. Like he's just, he's, he's, he's just amazing. If Elias Cotes is in a film, I'm very likely to go with his performance. I've already stated my love of Anthony Edwards. Um, oh, yeah. And I've already gone to town. Would you say for music? I would say uh, Memories of Murders, mostly in original score. Um, uh, Zodiac has some original music in it, obviously. But I would say that what is great about Zodiac is the use of, you know, already existing, previously existing tracks, which are amazing, obviously. But it's a slightly different... Um, I think it's also Memories of Murder uses music as a plot device. You know, yeah. the killer plays the song... And it becomes part of the music, the landscape of the whole film. In terms of the editing, I think the editing is really, really, really incredible on both films. I can't. Pick. I think it's sort of a different thing. In Memories of Murder, the editing is serving the brilliant shots and tying them all beautifully together. Whereas in Zodiac, I think that that editor earned his money, however much he was paid. He probably had who knows how many usable hours. Well, it, I mean, it would be very interesting for you to know that actually the editor on Zodiac, Angus Wall, who always works with Fincher, or at least, you know, in the last years has, has always worked with Fincher, um, and won two Oscars, one for Social Network, obviously, and the other one for Girl with a Dragon Tattoo, is also a very accomplished uh, executive producer um, on a lot of uh, Netflix documentaries. Really? He's, he's credited as executive producer on Icarus, on The 13th, on Winter on Fire, uh, the film about Maidan Revolution in Ukraine, on The Unknown Known by Errol Morris. Uh, it, like some really, really great documentary. Well, he also designed the title credits for Game of Thrones. Angus Wall. That's like, this is exactly why I want to do the podcast. I want to be celebrating Angus People Wall. like Angus Wall. I think this is what we should do also for the future for other episodes. We should find this kind of people and talk about them because, you know, everyone talks about the directors and, and mm. the cast, but, you know, we, we should talk about this kind of people because they're Definitely. the ones who make movies, you know. Um, What's your final take on, the, on these two films? In, in what sense? Which one I prefer? That, that's, a, that's a mean question. Um, I'll put it this way. Um, I will be 
for memories of murder once I've seen Zodiac so many times that I'm not affected by it as, as in the way I still am. I've seen it, I think, for the fourth or the fifth time, like a week ago or something like that. And and I was and I was still like admiring, you know, it so much. I'm I'm sure that maybe by the I don't know maybe that by the tenth time I see it, I will be like, okay, I'm kind of over it, and I I, I prefer Memories of Murder. But they're two movies, they're two exceptional films, both of them. So it's very hard. I think to... you've hit the nail on the head. I admire Zodiac more than I love it, and I love mm. Memories of Murder more than I admire it, and I admire it a lot. But yeah. um, the dear listener, if you exist, who knows if there'll ever be one, thank you for listening and bearing with yeah. us. This was our first recording attempt and hopefully we'll try and um, we'll edit this one, see what this could even be and try and explore and maybe do another one in a couple of days and to hint to the next one we've got planned, uh, the goal should both be worried and excited for what yeah. we'll be chauffeuring.